Welcome back to your next stop. This is Juliette Hahn. In this episode, I speak with Jennifer Musser of JLMA Consulting. You can find her on LinkedIn, Jennifer Musser, and that's M-U-S-S-E-R. You can also go to her website where, which is JLMAConsulting.com. Jennifer went to Villanova to be a vet. She thought that she was going to be a vet her whole life. It was something that fascinated her. She loved that until she had to take chemistry. And it's a really touching story when she realized that that wasn't going to be her path until she walked into the business school and fell in love, got a job before she even graduated in the finance world in New York City, spent many years there, then opened up her consulting company after kids really fun story, really cool story, really touching story. There's a great story about pink peonies that you guys do not want to miss this. Again, Jennifer Musser, JLMA Consulting. And you can also find her on LinkedIn where she spends most of her time, Jennifer Musser, and that is M-U-S-S-E-R. We will see you guys for next episode. And again, if you are not aware of this, I am a consultant where I help people with their stories. So I help people if they're a small business, entrepreneur, influencer, micro-influencer, even if you're in the corporate business world and you do not know how to tell your story. Maybe you have a crazy story that you don't know how to put the pieces together to connect deeper with an audience. Or maybe you think your story really isn't that a big deal. But what you don't realize, there's parts of your stories that are going to connect deeper with people. So if you're trying to get your story out, whether you're going on the podcast circuit, because that's a great way to grow your business great way to get your story out there, or you're doing the media circuit, or you're just doing networking events and you need help taking those pieces of your story that are going to connect deeper with people. Because what do I say all the time? Stories connect us. Reach out to me. I will help you. And I'm really excited about this. I love this part of my business. I love this part about my story. And I will give you a free 30-minute consultation to see if we are a match. Again, if you do not know how to formulate your story or you don't know how to pick the pieces out to connect deeper with people, I can help you do just that. We will see you for next episode of Your Next Stop. Don't forget to listen in for Jennifer Musser, JLMA Consulting, and we'll see you guys soon. Have you ever been listening to your favorite podcast and that moment comes up and you think, oh my gosh, I need to share it? Well, now you can with Picked Cherries. What I love about Picked Cherries so much is that when I'm listening to my favorite podcast and that moment comes up that I want to share, I can take a snippet, which is called a Picked Cherry, and I can send that to my friends and family so they can get involved in the podcast that I love. It's almost like sending an IG or a TikTok. Available now, iOS and Android. If you're not picking cherries, are you really listening to podcasts? Hello, welcome back to your next stop. This is Juliette Tan, and I am here with my next guest. You know, I say it every single time, but I have to because I'm really excited for you guys to learn about another story of someone that followed a passion and turned it into a business. So welcome, Jennifer Musser. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me, Juliet. Yes, I'm excited. So I'm excited to dive into this, but I want everyone... I know in the beginning of this episode, when it goes out, I will share where they can follow you, but it's also good as people are sitting and listening. Sometimes they like to search around on the internet and see what everything's about. So you can find Jennifer on LinkedIn. You can also find Jennifer at her website, which is JL 
M-A Consulting. Is that correct? Yes. Right. And .com. And then also on Instagram at J-L-M-A Consulting. Um, and so you can kind of find out what Jennifer is doing. So let's get into this. Yes, I'm excited. I'm so excited. I woke up excited to do this today with you. Oh, I'm so glad. Okay. So what I always do, I always start my episode is just give us a little background about who you are, where you grew up, if you went to university, and then we'll kind of get into the the meat of the episode. So I grew up in a town called West Caldwell, New Jersey, Northern New Jersey. If anybody's out there from the Montclair, Roseland, Livingston area, not far from New York City, I actually live in that town now. And I... Let's see. So I grew up with uh, both my parents are in the were in the public education system. They're retired now. My dad retired as a principal of a high school in Mars County, New Jersey. My mom was an elementary school teacher, taught for second, third grade. Both had careers of 35 years, approximately. And because of that, I did value education and I was a good student, which makes sense having (laughs) parents in the, uh, in the field. Right. So I went to Villanova university. I entered wanting to be a vet, very much math science. That was my, my thing. And I thought that's what I wanted to do. And from a very young age, well, fast forward, and I graduated as a, a business from the business school there as a finance major and went off to start my career in New York City. So what you go in as may not be what you come out as. So Right. Now, what made you pivot with, and I, so you obviously loved animals. I mean, yes, I, I, you I, had, and I know that's when we connected. That's what you yes. said, because I'm a huge animal lover. Everyone knows. So you went in kind of thinking, since you were also strong in math and science, it made sense. You love animals. What made you pivot, you know, at Villanova to kind of go more into the business finance? Chemistry. <laughs> advanced (laughs) chemistry. So, you know, put me in calculus and I was fine, but put me in organic chemistry, not so much. And I learned a lesson at a young age because I was so determined and like many young people are who think they know what they want to do. I felt like I was failing by, well, why can't, why can't my mind bend this way? Why can't I do this? And so that was a huge lesson before the age of 20 for me. And then I thought about, well, what, what do I like? And where do I go from here? And I had friends in the business school. So I talked to them about they, what they were up to. And I'm very much a people person and, so I met with, uh, long story short, I met with a uh, advisor in the business school and I just felt it. It just felt right. And from the first time I walked into that building, it just had a totally different vibe and it was very much who I thought I wanted to become. It just felt right. Right. And you know, it's so interesting because I, you know, my story, my listeners know I went into school to be a corporate fitness major. And the second I had to take anatomy and physiology, I was not good in science. I'm dyslexic. And so my, my struggles were really in math and science. I was, you know, English and history. I was actually okay. Funny enough. Then that's what people always do. They're like, wait, dyslexia reading. And I'm like, yeah, there is some of that, but it's also just, you know, it's a different way that you learn and process. And so science was torture for me. And I remember walking in (laughs) and sitting down and them going through it and me being like, yeah, no, there's no way. This is so uncomfortable. 
And like you said, it was almost like, but wait, this is what I thought I always wanted to do or and not always wanted to do, but this is what I'm supposed to be doing, right? This is what I'm good at. Why does, why does anatomy and physiology have to be in here? You know, of course, obviously you have to know about the body and the way it moves when you want to be in fitness. I didn't think of it that way. And so it is one of those things that you pivot. I pivot into communications, which again was, you know, I was like, Oh my gosh, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. But it is a little bit of a flailing thing. And I do think it's really important though, as young people, I always say it's really important to know what you don't want to do versus what you want to do. And I think so many people, you know, even right now, my son's a junior and they're like, okay, well, what do you want to do when you grow up? I mean, who knows what they want to do at 17? You don't want, you you know, 16, 17, you want to have fun with your friends. You want to play your sport. You don't want to think about what I'm doing as an adult. So I really do think that there's some disservice as we are raising our kids to be like, you need to know what you want to do. And that's why it's so important to get like those summer jobs and do those internships and volunteer at different places. Cause you find out quickly what you really don't like. And then once you find out all of those, what you don't like, you kind of pivot into the, Oh wait, I really like this because it feels different. So I love that you said that when you walked into the business school, it was a feeling you knew that that's what, um, that's what you wanted to do. So you graduated with the business degree and then you moved to New York City. Yeah. Tell us more. So I started my career in New York City and that was something that in business, I mean, at the time when I was in school, New York, it still is. It's such a global hub, but that was you know, who was going to Goldman and who would go in there. And if you landed a big job out of college, it was like a wow. And so I did an internship with PricewaterhouseCoopers going into my senior year. And I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Talk about feeling something. So by September, by mid-September, I had agreed to come on board with them of my senior year. And some of my friends were like, you have a job? You know, it's September. (laughs) (laughs) So that was an awesome feeling. And I stayed there for four years. That was in their financial advisory services group. And I learned a ton. And it was just so fun. A bunch of us, it it just kind of, we grew up, um, you're just immersed into this new culture and you come up together and it was, it was really fun time. It's a, it's a great feeling. Cause I know I, I went into advertising sales. So I did, even though I majored in communications, radio, television, and film, I then went into the advertising sales part. Cause that really felt like my home. I want, I knew I wanted to move to New York like you. I got a job before I graduated, but it was May. So it was, it was like, you know, the end of April, May, but I knew I wanted to be in the city. I grew up in New Jersey as well, but down in Southern New Jersey. And I just loved the city. I loved the feeling of it. I loved the energy you got when you just like, you know, literally you cross the bridge and you're like, it's just this feeling of New York city. And I think it's so special. And then when you're first working, it is, it's that group of young people that are all learning about the city. You all go out together, you go to the local bar, you know, you're, you have, um, you know, your cocktails out if, if that's what you do, but that's what we did. <laughs> you <have> yeah. cocktail. <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was like, okay, where are you meeting? If we went to the gym, we went to the gym, but it was like, it was really such a special time in my life as well. Cause it was just, I was growing up and just happy to wake up every day. Like literally I would look out the window and it sounds so corny, but it was like, Oh my God, I'm here. I'm doing something that's really exciting. And it's all my hard work. Now school was really hard for me because of my dyslexia. I did play two sports in college. And so it was like, almost like, 
I made it, right? I did something that, you know, my teacher said I wasn't going to do. I did something that my guidance counselor said I wasn't going to do. F all of them. I am here and I have made it. And it's a great feeling to be surrounded with that. So I love that you kind of had that same experience. Absolutely. And I lived in Jersey and did the commute thing. So I wasn't immersed in the the day and night, but you'd go out. It's amazing what you can do at such a young age, right? Because you're out having fun until whenever. And then for me, I had to go back home and then come back and do it all the next day. But I couldn't do that now. Put it that way. Right. right. Yeah. No, neither can I. I've, tr- I've tried, but it doesn't work. <laughs> so you were with them for four years. And then where did your journey take you from there? So I stayed in the consulting world uh, for several more years. So I left for a promotional opportunity, went to Another company uh, called Duff and Phelps, they've uh, since been acquired by a company called Kroll that I also worked for. And that was a really exciting time, too, because we were building. I was uh, in valuation consulting at the time. So we would work on a lot of merger and acquisition stuff and value entities and intellectual property. It was it was very cool. So I went there and we built a practice. And looking back, I was thinking about this, getting ready for your show. It kind of makes sense where my journey ends up because there, that was one of my favorite experiences. We were building something and really making a go of it. And that was fantastic. Global travel, which I also did at PwC, but you know, global, like I went to Tokyo twice and London, like it was nothing and Paris and being able to work and do that was awesome. Right. Especially at a young age too. Oh yeah. Amazing. I love that time. And you just kind of do it and it's such an experience. So I, I encourage that kind of, if you, if you have the opportunity to go somewhere and see another culture in the way that, one of my clients was in Paris and we did uh, pr- what we thought was a presentation to get ready to to go there and, and deliver it. And he looked at it and was basically said, this is garbage because it was so their culture is just more formal at that time anyway. And what we were, what we was what was normal for us, he thought was garbage. So we were like up all night trying to, we had two days before we had to get on a plane to do this and, and we turned it around, but you just see how things operate differently. It's a great experience. It is. Now, do you think that, did you love that energy of being like the challenge of the startup more than, you know, the traditional, or did you think that you loved the, um, and not just the challenge, but like the, the culture and the atmosphere at the smaller kind of startup. I like the energy of when you have, when you're working with other people and you're building something that is what you're going to put your name on, your stamp on, you're going to be part of it. However, that, that is, that was exciting energy. And then also we were getting clients and then a client would, end up being repeat business. So it just felt really good because we were accomplishing all that. And there was a sense of camaraderie there that, that was a little bit different than 
than say at PwC where something was already established. Right, right, which is cool because that I mean I do think that some people are more built for that, you know, kind of startup mentality, the entrepreneur mentality, and not everyone is, and there's nothing wrong with it. It really is just the way you're built and what you can, can do. So from there, where did your journey take you? So from there, I went to another consulting company uh, called Kroll, <laughs> who ended up being acquired by Marsha McLennan. So I worked at places that just got acquired. It's kind of funny looking back. And there I made a pivot from consulting into corporate finance. So I got to a point where I knew, like you said earlier, Juliet, not knowing what you didn't want to do. So I was at a point where you either stay in the valuation consulting area, doing that kind of work and make a go of it and work your way up to managing director partner type level, or you get out. <laughs> so I made that pivot. And really the driving factor there was because I had these experiences being immersed in a client setting, I thought to myself, well, I'm on this side of the table as a consultant, but it would be really cool to be trying the day-to-day -day at a company and seeing what that's like. Instead of jumping around, just having more stability, I guess, more, just a different perspective. And so I did that for a while. And then I became a mom and then I had to kind of reassess what does Jennifer want to do? And I made a go of the corporate thing again. And then another pivot came when I was working for a company who was, uh, owned by private equity investors, and they were going through a turnaround situation, restructuring. And long story short, I fell in love and talk about like a light bulb going on and, and passion for something. And again, Juliet, that goes back to the whole building something because you're in the situation where something's not working and you kind of have to take a step back and be like, what are we going to restructure? What are we going to redo? How's it all going to come together? It's kind of like taking a, a huge puzzle apart and then putting it back together again. Right. Which is but fun. Putting, some, and some people's brains just love that. Right. Yeah. So I loved it. Absolutely loved it. And I was on a, uh, a turnaround <laughs> path. So the, the last, why I chuckle is because the turnaround was so successful that I ended up le leaving the company because it was bought by a company based in, uh, still in the States, but in another state and they were closing the corporate office and all that stuff. So then I had this other time to figure out what Jennifer wanted to do. But the day I left my last day there, I'll never forget. Like I had certain songs I was listening to and the sun was shining and, um, somebody who was on my team gave me these beautiful pink peonies, which is a story, a separate story. So I just, I knew, I didn't know where I was going, 
but I knew it was going to be really good and I was ready for it. And some of your listener, well, a lot of your listeners have that experience from what I've heard on right. your show. Right. Now where, so how old was your child? Did you, and you just had one at the time? Yes. So he was in, this was, uh, 2017. So he was in fourth grade, get, you know, getting ready to, start the middle school life. <laughs> right, right, right. So, so now you find yourself in between kind of situations. And I do want to know about the, the flower story, if you could share. Okay. That. <laughs> <laughs> so pink peonies are my thing. It's my favorite flower, but the reason why it's my favorite flower is because my mom's mom had pink peonies. And as a kid, I remember the way they smelled. I remember her cutting them and bringing them in the house. And my mom always liked them. So when my grandma passed away, I was in college and my mom, thank God she was thinking clearly about it. So she transplanted them from my grandma's house to my parents' house. So then my mom you know, now she cuts the pink peonies and whatever. So they just remind me of happiness and love and make me think of my grandma and, and my mom, my mom's still alive, but it's, um, they were, they're very special to me. So this woman on my team, she, she's so special and I just loved her so much. And we developed a bond and she reported to me, but we just had a great relationship. We still keep in touch. So on my last day, she, and she was going with the, with the transition. She was moving to Florida. So on my last day, she brings in these beautiful pink peonies. Oh, that's special. So my, Last day there, I had these beautiful flowers on my desk and it wasn't like one peony. It was several and, uh, like a, uh, an arrangement. And so I left that building so happy to just embark on this new chapter, carrying my, <laughs> my pink peonies. And it just kind of strengthens my love of the flower. Cause now I, I think of my family, but I also think of this special woman too. Right. Right. And then, and, and your, and your journey. I mean, that's so cool. And I think it's so important when people think back on their story, cause I always say stories connect us, right? You hear someone else's story, a little piece of it and you can relate or it just intrigues you. And that's what kind of builds that deeper connection. So anyone that's listening to this is going to know like, Oh wait. And especially if they're like, wait, I don't know what a pink peony is. Like you just brought up something that people are going to be curious about. They're going to look into and the story that you connected with your mom and your grandmother is so special. And I love that your mom got them replanted, you know, at, at your house. Cause that's just, and you know, you know, your grandmother's up there looking down being like excited about it. My grandmother's favorite were lilacs. And so wherever we go, whatever, we, wherever we move, I always plant a lilac tree. Um, and so that's like, you know, I always think of my grandmother, I think of the smell, I think of, you know, why she loved them. And then we growing up had, and probably not on purpose, but like a huge lilac. It was almost like, it wasn't even like a tree. It was like a giant bush entangled into, it wasn't very pretty, but it, it produced the most beautiful lilacs. And so I always think of like my backyard, I can picture it exactly where it was, you know, on the side yard. And so I think it's really special for us to think back on those things because it does, it brings, it brings joy. 
So I love that. So when you left here, your son was in fourth grade, ready to go into the middle school and you kind of were at a crossroads where you're thinking, okay, I want to, I want to go back. Do you, you know, do I have to go back? What do I want to do? And so take us through that place. So it was like many moms feel a conflict because on one hand, your career is so important to you. And then on, on the other family is another aspect of who you are. And then there's the third of just who you are, like who Juliet is, who Jennifer is. And so I, I intended to take a break and gather my thoughts, spend time with the family because I had been working like crazy on this turnaround thing. And like anything in life, when you're paying more attention to one thing, you have less time for the other. So I started volunteering and I was more active with things he was involved with. And knowing that sixth grade was coming, I wanted to be there for that whole middle school thing. Cause my friends tell me, you know, buckle your seatbelt for the, <laughs> for the tween years. And so I took a much needed break really for myself, for my family, even spending more time with my parents. My dog was old at that time. She, <laughs> she was like 16. So I took the break and then COVID hit. And well, I should back up. So looking at, I was, to answer your question, I was thinking, well, what do I want to do? Do it. And I knew I wanted to go back into consulting. And when I told some people that in the, in the court, in my corporate circles, they were kind of like, oh, really? You know, because they just were like, why do you want to do that? But I knew I wanted to do it. It was just a matter of how does Jennifer get on that path and what does that path look like? What kind of consulting it is. So then COVID hit. So I was interviewing and stuff, but I was very selective at that point because I wanted to wake up happy to do whatever it was that I was doing. And so then COVID hit and I just went into this after few months of COVID when it was dragging on, I kind of went into this (laughs) self-reflection journey. (laughs) So many of your listeners have probably embarked on that themselves. You know, what, what's working, what's not working, where do, where do I want to go and what do I want to do? And there's a story behind the story there, but I basically said, I'm done with what ifs. I'm done with the risk aversion, which I I was a very risk averse person. So, and I don't mean I didn't jump out, I didn't skydive and stuff like that. I just, there were certain, and I think that goes back to my, I had a very stable, steady upbringing and, and that definitely relates to that. And then the career that I did at that point I was helping clients mitigate risk. And so it was just so ingrained in me. So one day, I'll never forget, I was sitting at my kitchen table and I was like, I'm doing this. I'm going to go out on my own and make a go of it. And it was a really good feeling. (laughs) But again, it's like when I left the building with my pink peonies and got in my car, I didn't know where I was going, but I knew it was going to be really good. 
And that was the end of 2020. Okay. Wow. So tell us what your company does. And then, and then I want to get into, you know, some more questions that, but, you know, share with the listeners what your company does. So I help small business owners develop tools for their financial and operational areas. So I help alleviate stress that comes with growing a company. And by financial and operational tools, I mean things like simple decision-making that may not be so simple when you're in it, you need, you need help. It could be budgets and forecasting and projects, uh, strategy. I offer strategy sessions and my vision was to offer customized solutions because when you're working with small businesses, your business may have similarities to mine, but we're, we're different and we may be on different, different, uh, maybe may on the same path, but different steps along the way. And so I really get to know my clients and talk to them about where they are, what their biggest challenges are, where they, want to go, what their priorities are, what they're procrastinating. And so it's a very customized thing. And I also, my vision was when you're dealing with small businesses, coming from the big business world, small businesses don't have that kind of budget. And so the projects need to be a little more streamlined, uh, a little less fancy at times. And so that is, uh, that's one of the things I offer. So it could be an hour strategy session, or it could be a longer term project or all the steps in between. So I'm really using my big business experience to help small business owners. Right. Now, when you were sitting at that kitchen table and you're like, okay, I'm going to go on my own. Was this the vision that you had right away or did it kind of develop into that? That's a great question. So when I started, I had a broader picture in mind of helping having the small business. I call it small business progression program is, is the kind of A to Z offering that I do for small businesses. So I had that in mind, but I also had other services in mind too, that weren't necessarily for small businesses. So like when you start out any business, it kind of transitions over time a little bit, or you need to um, refocus or find your sweet spot. And the, the small businesses ended up being something that I just I wake up every day excited to, to do what I do. Right. Which is, I mean, which is so important. And I love how, you know, I think it's really important for the listeners to hear. You had a lot of consulting business, you know, background in doing it in a corporate setting. And then as you pivoted through life, you know, you had kids, a lot of, you know, my listeners that are moms can relate to that. I know when I stopped working, I chose to stop working. I was like, I want to be there. I was able to, that was what I always wanted to do. But then as my kids got older, it was very apparent, okay, I'm not going to go out and play tennis and have lunch every day. That's just not me because I will only focus on that. And then I'll need to be like a tennis star and it will be like live, (laughs) eat and, and do that. So I was like, okay, my athletic, you know, competitive stuff back then when I was in college, I was like, I can do it lightly, but I can't, I'm an all or nothing person. So I knew I needed to kind of ease into whatever I was doing. And the reason why I asked you that question is because I know for myself, when I started my podcast, 
it just developed into something. And then my consulting side of my business just developed into something very naturally. It was like a need that when I have guests on, or I talk to people that are small businesses that need help sharing their stories and they don't know how to get into the podcast circus, or they don't really know how to articulate their story, depending on, you know, you have a 30 minute podcast versus an hour and I help my consultant, I help my clients do just that. And that really kind of just came about because I had people approaching me and I wasn't even in the beginning charging for it. Cause I was like, Oh, this is what I do. I love doing this. And it was like, okay, can you help me do this? Can you help me do that? And then I realized, wait, (laughs) I'm doing this all the time, but I don't have the time to do it for everyone. And I would love to put more time into it. This is what I should be doing. This is what my consulting side of my business is doing where before, you know, I was consulting and kind of helping people follow that passion and find that passion. And I still do that, but this is really what I was meant to do. I was really meant to work with small businesses, influencers, podcasts, you know, people being able to share their story, being able to articulate it because there's points just like the pink peony story. Like people got to know you a little bit more because of that little thing. And I know that I'm good at asking those questions, but it's because I've been doing this for as long as I've been doing, you know, I've been talking to people and interviewing people through the podcast, but really when I was born because of my dyslexia, and this is part of my story, I realized that when I spoke and talked to people, I connected at a deeper level. I connected in a different way than when I was sitting and doing work. And so I always used my communication skills to kind of connect and, and, and have people, you know, see me in a different light than just what I was doing in school. And so as you get out of school, you know, people don't realize, Oh wait, she really struggled in school because why would they know that unless I tell them? But then it just was one of those things that I honed in on and really not on purposely got good at, but it just did. And then that kind of brought me to where I am now. And it's really cool. So I love that you were sitting at the table being like, this is what I wanted to do. And then it really developed into something bigger and you really niche down to figure out, okay, this is where I am needed. And that's where sometimes like small businesses and the people that entrepreneurs that start, we have an idea, we have a vision, we have a goal. And Sometimes the goal goes left, it goes right, it goes up, it goes down, but then it continues. If it, if it's what you're meant to be doing and it's really your passion, it kind of continues, you know, up that ladder. Okay. Here's let's connect the dots. Let's connect to the dots. Let's connect to the dots. So, you know, again, tell people where they can find you. I know we did it and we're going to do it in the beginning again, but like where you hang out the most, um, would be great. Okay. So the website is jlmaconsulting.com. On there, I have an enlightened leadership blog where I, I write and, uh, post and not everything I write, but the stuff that I think would be useful is there. So you could all check that out. Instagram is JLMA consulting and LinkedIn is Jennifer L. Musser. So I hang out on, it's a mix of LinkedIn and Instagram now. I, I find that I kind of have two different audiences and, and there definitely is some overlap, but some, some small business owners aren't on LinkedIn and they're on Instagram. So I try to hang out in, on both areas. That's great. That's great. So give my listeners this, and before we end, just really, um, you know, what kind of is that, as you talked about, like there's been a couple of times where you've talked about feelings, like you had that feeling, you walked into the business school, you, you know, you, you did that feeling when you worked at that one company where you were really growing things. What is the feeling that you wake up every day 
and you know that you're going to be tackling, you know, working with people. If you can just give us a little bit of that and the difference between when you were working in corporate versus, you know, working for yourself. So in corporate, there's, there's big ideas and you have scale and all the, there's so many good sides of that. And I would sit at times and think to myself, there, I have so much to offer if I move on from here, but how does that all fit? And, and finding JLMA consulting, I, I figured out that I can take the, the talent and the skills I've learned and the experiences and share that on a different platform. And, and I say that the founder chooses what they find and talking to you here, that is part of your story too, Juliet. Like we just figure it out and we find what lights us up. And so I feel like when I wake up now, I kind of tell myself wherever you are wherever I am. It's where you're meant to be right here, right now. And it all unfolds as it's meant to. So I've learned to try to be more patient and just let things unfold. I love that. And it's so true. It's so true. And I'm going to leave it at that because that was, that was golden. I love that. So thank you so much, Jennifer, for joining your next stop. You guys, you know what to do, like, share, rate, review. But the other thing is go follow Jennifer and you might listen to this episode and be like, Oh, that's so cool. You might not be a small business. You might be in corporate. You might be a stay at home mom or a stay at home dad, but you don't know who in your life needs Jennifer's service. So take this episode and share it with as many friends as you can because you don't know who you're touching and you don't know who you're going to help. So we will see you guys on another episode of Your Next Stop. Thank you so much, Jennifer. Thank you, Julia. I hope you liked this episode of Your Next Stop. Please subscribe to my channel, share with your friends, and join in each week. 